Good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful rainy day here in Chicago. The team's working on our updated forecast report. Excited to get that out to you next week. And the weather is finally tipping its hat toward fall. While we're all excited for everything that comes with that season, football, chili, the changing leaves, there's definitely some concerns about another shift in consumer behavior as these temperatures continue to move lower into the end of the year. Uh, hey, Lucas, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Oh, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to another weekend. It came fast with a short week. Curious to hear your thoughts about consumer behavior heading into the end of the year. Yeah, it's something that is an increasing concern from High Ground's perspective. You said it, Alyssa, it's a beautiful rainy day here in Chicago, but give it another uh, month or two and that will turn to snow. If we think about states all across the northern part of the U.S. and what that means, I don't know about you, but I'm not too excited about outdoor dining over the next six months. I think that could be a significant factor for food service demand throughout the winter. Consumer behavior has been fascinating to track over the past few months of the pandemic, and outdoor dining has been a huge driver of that, at least in Chicago and other cities. I think that as we move into winter, that could fall off quite quickly, and we could almost see um, significant impacts on overall dining demand. It could drive retail sales higher, and we could see several restaurants struggle to stay in business throughout the winter and even be able to reopen next spring. Certainly a huge caution sign as we move through the next few months. Yeah, it's been discouraging to see so many headlines about restaurants going out of business here. It's been a sad state of affairs and a difficult 2020 for everyone. Um, you know, earlier this year, we were very much concerned about the economy. Obviously, we still are on a global scale. But it was encouraging to see unemployment rate fall sharply in August here in the U.S. Though when you dig into those new job numbers, a lot of them are in the form of government census workers, which is temporary as well as the leisure, hospitality during the end of summer. As you mentioned earlier, we aren't exactly sure how that sector in particular will hold up during the cooler months. There's also a real potential for families to hunker down without those outdoor dining options. So in reference to those concerns, can you give us an update on further stimulus measures and other government support going forward? Because we talk about retail demand, but you know, are we going to continue to see those checks flow to families and individuals that may lose their job again into winter because it's seasonal work? Yeah, that's the other key concern. Just yesterday, we saw a kind of skinny stimulus bill fail in the Senate. There has been no consensus in D.C. about future stimulus or future support to workers. President Trump did sign some executive actions that companies had the option to reduce payroll taxes over the next few months, but nothing is really permanent without congressional action. It's a key concern. If we look back to the data, the last time that cheese demand fell in a year was during the 08-09 recession. There is potential for that to happen again. The stimulus that was passed in March at the beginning of the pandemic sent significant amounts of cash to American households, both from the direct $1,200 check and from the large boost in unemployment on a weekly basis. I think that many consumers who are struggling 
families who are potentially still unemployed. This is, you know, we're talking millions or tens of millions of households at this point. I think the cash has largely dried up from government support, and that will certainly impact how families are eating, how they are purchasing food and other supplies, and just the overall economy in general. I will kind of say I don't want to be too depressing this morning. These prices have rallied in the past two weeks, partly or mostly due to the additional billion dollars in the USDA Farmers to Families Food Box program. I think that cheese prices are well supported here into the next few weeks, especially as vendors move into getting approved to make those purchases. We could see maybe even even further run on cheese prices as companies compete for potentially millions of pounds of product. But I think if we sum up this podcast, it's that on a longer term basis and, and past this initial or current government support, There are significant warning signs for overall dairy demand from an outdoor dining, from a food service perspective, and just from a general stagnant economy perspective. Certainly, um, lots of moving pieces here, lots of moving parts. We're not sure how a future government, whether it's President Trump's second term or a potential Biden administration, could run the Farmers to Families food box into next year. It's an easy way for the government to provide in sport markets. But overall, uh, the pandemic continues to create volatility and we'll be here to give our opinion on how that impacts prices moving forward. Great. Thank you so much, Lucas. It's always great to catch up. Those of you interested in wondering where we see prices ending up, be sure to tune in to our forecast webinar next Thursday, September 17th, where we'll give a full rundown of our expectations on price into 2021. It'll be myself, Alyssa Badger, Lucas Fees, and Eric Meyer on the line to answer any questions you might have. We'll be sure to share that link again on all of our social media accounts from Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.